Good morning, my friend. Come on in and pull up a chair. Welcome to Brother Scott's Bible Breakfast. One thing that uh, I've always uh, enjoyed was that TV show, uh, Swamp People. And uh, just an amazing thing. I can't imagine cohabitating, living in a place with a prehistoric animal that's just roaming about free. But it's a fun show. Watch these guys go out and hunt down these alligators. Uh, One of my favorite guys on there was Troy Landry. Troy Landry used to shout out when they got a hold of one of these gators, uh, chewed him, chewed him. And uh, man, that became a catchphrase on bumper stickers and T-shirts. But uh, just amazing thing. And I was thinking about that show the other day, and it reminded me of a story. Uh, came out of uh, South Florida. There's a little boy that uh, one day, he just, like he always did, he was going to take a swim in the pond. And nothing strange or unusual about that. So he, he started running down the bank, and he was taking off his shoes and taking off his socks and uh, shed his shirt. And then he jumped in the water and started swimming. Uh, little did he know that there was a gator in that pond that day. And, uh, his dad was out working in the yard and he looked up and, uh, across the yard, he could see that gator heading toward his little boy. And the little boy was heading toward the gator, had no idea how much danger, uh, that he was in. And, uh, the daddy started screaming and hollering, but the little boy was splashing. He was far away. He couldn't hear. And finally, he got his son's attention, and the little boy looked, and he saw the gator uh, coming up on him fast. And so he turned around and started frantically swimming for the bank, and the dad is running as hard as he can. The dad gets down to the water and runs in. The gator's closing in. His son reaches him, and just as the dad reaches and grabs his son's arm, the gator lays hold of the little boy's legs. And uh, just a, a... uh, horrifying game of tug of war uh, ensues and the gator is pulling the little boy wanting to take him down to the depths and take his life from him and devour him but the dad's got his arms and here's the thing uh, the dad had something that the gator didn't have he loved that little boy uh, he had a passion for that little boy and he was not going to let him go well, it went on for a while, and believe it or not, uh, the father prevailed. He got his son back up on the uh, bank and rushed him to the hospital, and he actually ended up spending uh, several weeks in the hospital. And uh, during that time, a reporter came uh, from the local television station and wanted to interview the little boy, and, and during the course of that, asked if he could see his legs. And so the little boy uh, threw back the blanket and you could see the scars and the bruising and uh, multiple stitches where this this beast had torn into his legs. But all of a sudden, the little boy said, wait a minute, look at these. And he showed him his arms and his arms were scratched and clawed up. And the reporter said, I, I, I didn't realize the gator got a hold of your arms. And the little boy said, oh, no, these are from my daddy. My daddy would not let me go. Wow. What a story. It just reminds me, folks, that that Satan is kind of like that old gator. I mean, he, he the Bible doesn't call him an alligator, it calls him a lion, but he wants to take us down to the depths. He wants to destroy us. 
He wants to devour us. But the Lord is not going to let us go. He's got something. He, he's got a passion. He, he's got a, a, a love for us that the devil doesn't have. And, uh, man, he's going he's gonna to hold on. He, he's going he's gonna to keep on loving us. He's going to keep on fighting for us. Um, listen, uh, we've all got a past. We've all done things that we're, uh, we're not proud of. We've all done things and said things that, that we're ashamed of. The Apostle Paul, he had things that he had done in his past, things that he was ashamed of. Um, and here's the thing. Some people allow the past to dictate their future. They absolutely allow their past to control them. Now, when we do this, we miss the blessings of God. Uh, we miss the best life that God has for us. Uh, we miss, here's a really bad part, we miss our real purpose in being alive. Um, if we don't biblically deal with our past, it will rob us of our future. So how do we deal with our past? Well, number one, uh, we need to repent of sin and be born again. If you've never been saved, if you've only gone to church, and if you've just got religion, uh, you know need to know that Satan is going to do as he said to Peter. He is going to sift us like wheat, break us down into smaller and smaller pieces. Uh, you have no hope. Uh, you have no chance without coming to Christ. So the first thing that if you don't know Christ, you need to be saved. You need to be regenerated. You need to become a new creature in Christ. He'll take your old stuff from you and he'll give you a brand new life, a brand new heart. But if you are saved, uh, you need to know that Satan is still after you. Matter of fact, he may pursue you more. He may bite down harder and, and do the death roll faster because you are a child of God. He wants to ruin you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to ruin your family. He wants to, uh, uh, he wants to just ruin your testimony. So uh, we too need to repent when we are tempted, when we sin, and, and we all sin and come short of the glory of God. We too need to repent. So uh, if we're going to deal with our past, one thing we've got to go do is we've got to repent of our sin. Uh, here's a bomb that, that you may not enjoy hearing, but you need to hear this. The reason you may always feel guilty is because you are guilty. You are as guilty as sin without Christ. Uh, what I mean by that, if you have never been born again, you are still under the curse of of your sin. Uh, if you're saved, uh, you are forgiven of your sin, but uh, we still, because we live in this broken world and this broken body, we are still going to mess up and we still need to repent of sin. Paul talks about in, in Philippians chapter 3 of getting a new perspective. And that's one of the things repentance does. It gives us a, a new perspective. In, in Philippians uh, chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, listen to what Paul says. He said, But the things that were gained to me, I count as loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, manure, <laughs> that I may win Christ. 
Paul had a Paul had a lot of good things going on in his life. He had a real impressive resume, his his pedigree, his education, a Pharisee, circumcised on the eighth day. He had such a glorious past to, to be proud of. But Paul also had some shame in his life. He had some guilt in his life. He had some things he wished he could just go back and do over. But here's the point. God, because of his repentance, because of his faith in Christ, gave him a brand new perspective on life. He says, I'm forgetting all the good stuff. I'm forgetting all the bad stuff. And, and I am and, and reaching. I count all of that as manure. And I, I, I'm reaching for the excellency in Christ Jesus. Friend, uh, you need to hear this this morning. Somebody needs to hear this morning. Uh, God has more for you than your past. And uh, listen, when God gives us that new perspective, he gives us a new pursuit. Paul goes on to say in verse 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is a gift of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. In other words, Paul's saying, uh, I'm going to suffer and I, I'm going to I'm going to be part of the suffering unto death. Uh, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I, I am also apprehended of Christ. All of that speaks to me of a new uh, pursuit of life. Uh, and Paul says, I, I, I'm just thinking about this one thing. I'm focused on this one thing. Uh, Paul's wants, goals, desires, they changed. Uh, he only wants to magnify Christ in his daily life. Uh, we are too busy. Uh, we've got too much going on in our life. We don't have one thing that is our focus. We're doing a hundred things. Kind of like when Mary and Martha and Lazarus, Jesus was at their house and Mary was worshiping at the feet of Jesus and Martha got mad. And uh, she told Jesus, said, Jesus, tell her to get up and help me in the kitchen. And Jesus uh, told Martha, said, Martha, Martha, you are worried about much. But Mary, Mary has chosen the best thing. That tells us that there's good things in life. There's some good things we do. They're not bad things, but they're not the best thing. Mary chose to spend her time with Christ, which was, uh, was the best thing. Uh, we're distracted, we're disoriented, we're disillusioned, and we're depressed because we don't focus on that one thing that we were created for, and that is to worship God and serve uh, Christ. Uh, we miss the one thing because we're doing so many things. Paul said he's forgetting the past, good or bad, and we need to forget past glories and past failures. You know, when we get weighed down, we're weighed down. And a ton of lead weighs the same as a ton of gold. So we can be weighed down by good things. Um, we need to forget the past of guilt. Once your sin has been dealt with, once it's confessed, once it's repented of, and it's put under the blood of Jesus, forget about it. Because God forgets about it. Stop dredging it up. Uh, either His grace is sufficient or it's not. 
sometimes when we drag up the past, all we're doing is saying that, uh, you know, the, the cross wasn't good enough. What Jesus did wasn't good enough. I've got to continue punishing myself. Now, Paul is an expert on the good things, on the gold, and the bad things, the lead. Uh, listen, listen to this. Coming to Christ is a one-time decision followed by a lifetime of discipline. Uh, I've read a story about a, a, a cellist named Pablo Casals. He's supposed to have been the best cellist the world had ever seen. It said that when he was 95 years old, he was still spending like six hours a day rehearsing. He's the best in the world, and and but he he still practices for six hours a day. Somebody asked him, said, said, why do you do this? He said, well, I think I see some progress. I think I'm still improving. My dear friends, we need to press on. Uh, listen to what Paul says. Uh, not, not only does he give us a new perspective, he gives us a new pursuit, uh, but he gives us a new purpose. Look at verse 13. He says, Brethren, I count myself not to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth a new purpose under those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, or think like this. And if anything be otherwise minded, God shall reveal this unto you. Uh, keep pushing on, keep pushing upward. You know, in, in the Greek games and in the modern Olympic games, people are called upward. The winners are called up from the crowd onto these higher platforms uh, where they're recognized. Listen. You and I, if you're in Christ, you have an upward call for His glory, His glory through our lives. Uh, the problem is, is, is most of us listen to this today, we're too busy. We've got, as my mama used to say, too many irons in the fire. Only I think she pronounced it irons, too many irons in the fire. Um, when I was a kid, I wished for a red bicycle that they had down at the Western Auto in Corinth, downtown. Uh, after that, I wished for a guitar and an amp, probably the only one I'd ever seen in my life, down at Otasco uh, there in Corinth. When I got a little older, I, I wanted a set of drums, and I saved and I saved and I saved till I bought my first real set of drums from the Woodwind and Brasswind in South Bend, Indiana. I ordered it. Here's, here's my point. My goals were always changing. My wants were always uh, changing. Uh, it was always something different. It was always a new prize. Uh, but I want you to know, uh, just like that daddy, he doesn't want to see us perish. That daddy had a passion. He was not going to let go of his son. Jesus is not going to let go of us. Even though Satan wants to sift us like wheat, he wants us, if he can't make us bad, he'll make us busy. And I want you to know that Christ has more for us. He's got, uh, he's got a new purpose for us. He has a, a, a new perspective for us. He's got a new pursuit for us. Um, the little boy, he, uh, he loved showing uh, that reporter his scars because it showed his daddy's love. My dear friends, 
this time, the scars are not on uh, a man's hands. Uh, the scars are on the hands of Jesus. That's how much he didn't want to let us go. So this week, as you go about and pursue the things you're pursuing and do the things you're doing, get perspective. Uh, uh, realize your purpose. God, God has got, got a, a new pursuit for you. That is not earthly. It's upward, an upward call. God bless you. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for all my friends who listen. I pray, God, that you would bless them, that, God, you would give us that perspective that Paul seemed to have gained on life. Uh, God, you gave him a, a heavenly pursuit, and God, you gave him a kingdom purpose. And I pray that for myself and for all my friends out there, Lord. I pray that you would keep them safe this week as they go about. I, God, I pray that you would uh, prosper them this week in all that they do. God, I pray you'll give us divine appointments that we can share the wisdom of your word with the lost people we encounter. God, we love you, and we thank you for loving us first. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for stopping by and visiting with me. I'll meet you back here next Monday. God bless you, and have a great week.